Do-dee-dee-dee, scat, scat, scat. listening to AP Marvel episode 36. Is that right, Izzy? Yes. Okay. Right. 36. Uh, I'm Chris Compendio. I'm here with Izzy's show. Hi. Sabrina Clark. Hey, hey, everybody. And Anthony Payone. And Anthony, Anthony's on his way here. Uh, we're <laughs> going to, this is, we're kind of, um, uh, mashing this episode together, we did a we did an availability poll, and it was dire because we only had like thirty minutes <laughs> all overlapping together. So actually, uh, what we're doing today is we're going to talk about our Marvel musing little Patreon letters. If you have been following us, you probably know that we have a Patreon campaign, and one of our exclusive um, uh, benefits is these little letters that we send. Uh, they're not like formal essays, but they're just like kind of trains of thought of like what's going on with us uh, as fans of Marvel and media in general. So we thought we'd introduce though um, our first four uh, Marvel musings from each of the four of us. So yeah, um, we're gonna go out of order here. Um, oh, before I before we start, um, I'm gonna put these essays because they were Patreon exclusive. I'm gonna put these four. Um, essays, they're going to be on the Medium blog that we have to read for free, so you can follow along with us. Um, so because Izzy has to go, <laughs> again, like, everything of the schedule is kind of crazy today, uh, we're going to start with Izzy's. Uh, hers was uh, Marvel Musing number 2, and it is called On Growing Up with Marvel. Um, Izzy, did you want to, like, um, sum up basically what you wrote for us? I, I really liked reading this, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so so my voice was like cut out there, but like yeah, basically, um, I think Chris wrote their first Marvel musing like the week before like my essentially my birthday, and like I'm and, like when Chris was polling like oh does anyone want to write one for next week? I said like I thought like oh like my birthday's next week, like that might be fun and interesting to write. But I'm like yeah sure I'll write mm. it. And, um, that was, I guess, like, what I started with, um, and I had to go on. And, um, writing it, like, it's a great time to, ref- I get like, a nice time to, like, reflect, like, what I've been telling my friends. Because, like, so, basically, so, um, I turned 21, um, and feels a little different, but not that much different than being 20, I can say, now after me being in three weeks into it. But I reflected on, like, how... Marvel essentially has been part of my life in a lot of senses, like not just through this, but like just throughout my childhood. Because, um, yeah, I guess I never really noticed it before. Because before I used to read like a lot more DC comics. Like I think the 2012 Suicide Squad run is really good. Well, I guess like at least the first volume, and then it just went downhill. But um, I used to be a lot more like, in, like for Injustice and um like the Teen Titans, like I was a lot more interested like on the DC side and then Marvel just sort of snuck up in my life in a way. Um, hmm. And so, and especially with like Endgame coming out in April, I wanted to sort of like also discuss like my thoughts on that because I, like as I mentioned, I don't think Endgame the closing of a chapter. It feels like more of a new beginning and it's going to 
be sad, but yeah. Yeah. Um yours is very personal. It's very um you kind of you kind of go into extreme detail of um you know, the partying side of Izzy, right? Like um you know, and you know, thank, oh, hypotheticals. Thank... Okay. Oops. Oh, sure. Yeah. No. This. None of this is actual. This might not have actually happened. The the hypothetical Izzy that is partying, uh, because mm-hmm. you know that would be irresponsible. Um, <laughs> but I mean, your piece is literally about uh, becoming responsible, right? Yeah. Yeah. In a way, like you're talking about your your life balance, uh, your life work balance, and you talk about how. Growing up is, uh, like, part of growing up is realizing that responsibility that you have, uh, not only to yourself, but towards other people. Um, so how do you feel that um, Marvel Studios in particular kind of intertwines with that? Like, you, you say that, like, it's it's kind of growing up with you, or are you growing up with Marvel? I'm not, I'm not really sure um, exactly what, but... Um, yeah, just kind of talk about how they kind of intersect, like your own growth and um, how Marvel movies have grown too, I guess. Yeah, like it's a little bit of like, I think a lot of growing up is realizing that change happens and that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I, so I, I feel like sometimes I consider myself adaptable, but change is always hard no matter what. Sure. Um, and like there are, I mean, like I know for sabrina at least because she's in the year above me in college like phase phase three was literally her college years Mm -hmm. and so that's (laughs) entirely crazy yes the entirety (laughs) and so that's like in the same vein but much less but much more shitty of how my college years will be the trump administration like that's how that's like phase three like forms like you know sabrina's college years Mm -hmm. and it's funny how like time like you mentioned Chris and your Marvel movies about like time and like sort mm-hmm. of time nomenclature. That's not the right way like I guess to talk about it. But like Yeah. I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> I wrote yeah. it, but yeah. <laughs> it's how like time marks things. And I was thinking about that too because like you know, like it's it's really time in all is just really uncertain. And mm-hmm. that's like we still need to like we're i guess all just trying to accept that like i'm still trying to accept that um but it's important i think to touch on and especially after you see like after especially growing up with marvel like some people i guess like phase out of it um we don't but i think (laughs) as we grow older i think we also as we develop and like become older like i feel like half of us will be like oh remember like the good old days because people are always like that but sure. we can always, we can, not always, but like we can also look back on it and say like, okay, this is what you've done. Maybe if you're not doing that great now, like you should go back to your roots or like we can look at it with this sort of really, um, with this, like this experience of like us, you know, us growing up with it and like us living through yeah, it and like yeah, us yeah. wondering about it. So Brina, did you, did you feel any, like any uh like kinsmanship like oh yeah like i've I've gone through like a similar did you feel any resonance um reading izzy's piece or like kind of hearing about her talk about it right now yeah absolutely i think the most interesting thing to me was the 21 like that was the that was the coolest thing of like their 22nd (laughs) film is endgame and i was like whoa wait what like there's a whole 
um, which also goes back to your point, Chris, about time and like how all of this is, um, is interwoven and interconnected. But I think what is, what I took away from Izzy's Marvel, Marvel Musing is this deep connection that we've kind of been given, you know, it's not like, it's kind of hard to walk around and not talk about the MCU. Okay. Not mm-hmm. to run into it. Not, it's impossible to not run into it in some way, whether right. that's like, I don't know, some news about Joss Whedon or like Scarlett Johansson or here we go. Most recently, the Super Bowl was last night. Chris Evans is a Patriots fan, yeah. obviously. Oh, so, also, sorry, ahead, Sabrina. There's this really great meme of Tom Brady as Thanos that you should probably see. See, there is no possible <laughs> way to avoid this. There is no way to avoid this. And I think that... Um, I think it's kind of cool that so many people, um, kind of what we talk about in our Stuco is, uh, we, we like to get the students thinking about the considerations that are being made, that Kevin Feige and the team of people on each individual project, what they're all talking about and having to consider when taking on each of these films. And a lot of times people will say like, oh, well, they really want the audience to connect to these characters in some way. How can we do that? How do we adjust the way that we tell these stories so that we're connecting to our audience better and also like encompassing all all age groups because you get the little kids like I think of like the little boy with the Iron Man hand glove thingy um, all the way to our Stan Lee's, you know, rest in peace. But like it's 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 that idea that we're all being so heavily influenced by something that we cannot escape and it's kind of by design so i guess it's like a weird um are we are we autonomous i don't know i'm taking this in like so many different directions um time and space and you know are we yeah, sentient yeah, yeah. human beings and but that's shout another marvel musing for, <laughs> exactly yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to say? Because I don't want to keep you for too long since you have, uh, you got, it's Monday we're recording this, so you got stuff to do. Yeah, I think like, I mean, I will say, I guess, if you've read my Marvel Musing, um, I did not have a rager on my 21st birthday. <laughs> I had it the day after, with, but it was like really small. Okay. With, like, sure. It was really small in my, like, my, with my group of friends. Um, we just had it in like someone's house. Um, it was like still super. It was like still like fairly low key. Um, yeah, it was a fun time. It was also marked by like, because I think I talked about this. Like it was super busy. Like I had like a big retreat I had to go to, so we had to schedule around that. And it gave me like stuff to do over the long weekend, which was nice. And so, um, yeah, that's really cool. It. Yeah, no, that's that's a good way to spend a twenty first birthday. Um, happy late birthday! That was the Thanks. same day Punisher season two came out. Um, yeah. None of us, I mean, I finished it because I had to review it, but none of us finished it, which is why we're not talking about Punisher today, but um, I think Maybe. this is more wholesome. This is more wholesome than yeah. talking about <laughs> Yeah, I know Chris was yeah. heated about that, um, mm-hmm. so, like, I kind of, like, <laughs> looking at what they said, I'm like, yeah, that's not the best positioning, but, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not great. Yes. Um. <laughs> We're growing up. The MCU is growing up. Apparently, uh, Frank Castle's not growing up. <laughs> well, he might be canceled, so... Well, probably, yeah. Um, anywho. Uh, yeah, Izzy, thanks for uh, sh- thanks for writing that for us. Thanks for 
sharing your experience. Oh, sorry, your hypothetical experience. Uh, <laughs> if you if you were to drink if you were to drink before the age twenty one, uh, who would ever do such a thing? Um, Drinking before twenty one? That's, no, that's absurd. That's a concept? How no. dare what? you? I will say though, like the first, I will say the, the first like three days of my birthday, like. The first to- three days of your birthday, yes, go go sorry, on. Like the, first, sorry, the first three days, sorry, the first three days after I turned twenty one, like okay. I got a beer at a restaurant, like I had my fucking rager and got alcohol, like. Uh-huh. So my big retreat was, um, we had a retreat at like at like campus, and then we went quote unquote glamping, and then um, we had like alcohol, we had like alcohol there. So I have drunk for three straight days. <laughs> Saying I am not drunk now, but like that <laughs> happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. just uh, yeah. You watch watch your restaurant bills because you're just gonna be like getting drinks. Yeah. With oh, meal. oh yeah. Like I purgatory. To... Oh my god. Ah. Yeah. Ooh, but yeah, I went to Wine Wednesday. Um, it's this thing in Pittsburgh. Um, at one of the restaurants. Um, last Wednesday, and I spent like forty dollars like on wine. I'm like. God, what are you turning into? That's a great question, Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Anywho. Yeah, thanks yeah. thanks again for sharing that with us. Uh, of course. Yeah, we can we can let you go now if need be. And then uh, I guess we'll take a break and Anthony is jumping in and out of this call. Yeah, okay, that's the, what it was that was about. Yeah, okay. Was. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what is he doing? Okay. All right. <laughs> thanks, Izzy. Of course. Hey, we're back. We're back, everyone. Uh, this is AP Marvel episode 36, uh, points 25, I guess you can call it, because uh, we did one-fourth of the things we need to do. Uh, again, I'm Chris Compendio. Uh, Sabrina's still here. Anthony Payone is now here. Hello, Anthony. What? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Damn me. What is happening? I don't um, know. I've, anywho, been a, I've been a uh, mess today, squad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to, to give some context... W- Fuck, we've we've been on uh we've been on uh we've been on a break for like thirty minutes and Anthony keeps making us want he wants us to start so we can use the bathroom and we're like dude just use the bathroom now but um why do you have to bring up the bathroom into this because I have to let the people know what is you don't happening. have to let have them to know anything you don't have to context. let them know about my <laughs> we list have to provide context my list I have a list of things do you know what's also on this list other than like doing laundry calling my father uh recording other shit. It also says, I also have a, with a little arrow next to it, go to the bathroom. Because I have to have on the list to remind myself to go to the bathroom. I'm a mess today. I've never been this much of a mess in my, so this is what happens when I leave work late. It's because of this. This this shit happens. Uncle Tony. Are you done? (laughs) Are you ready? Moment okay, of- three, two, one. Hello, we're back, everyone. Uh- <laughs> Wait, you're, you're doing that? Come, just just, just get into it. Yeah. Okay, Hi, so we're going it's to talk me, about... We, we talked about uh We talked about Marvel Musing number two. That was Izzy's on Growing Up with Marvel. Uh, we're going to rewind and talk about uh, me for a second. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, speak, speaking of a total mess, uh, 2018... Uh, what a true? shit show. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that year. That year fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah, so my my piece was called A New Year Brings New Unknowns. And looking back, I feel like I talked about the most obvious things ever 
yet it is still concepts that kind of boggle me. So, uh, just to, to give to give a little summary, I was like, why? I was thinking more about award shows and how we kind of pit movies against each other, um, and the only thing they have in common is the year in which they came out. And I've always found years, like specific calendar years, to be a weird unit of measurement of like, oh, we're gonna compare, we're going to like do a best of 2018 because these all came out with each other. So let's compare these things that are like totally different and try to like objectively say this thing was better than this thing, even though they're completely different. So again, it was just kind of like this nonsensical thing that I, I was just, it's like one of those shower thoughts that I have. Um, but I kind of came to a realization of, um, there's something cool about not knowing what's coming up ahead in the calendar year. So if we're going to divide it that way, when you think about 2019, my favorite stuff, like my favorite video game, my favorite movie, my favorite book or whatever of 2019 will probably be something that I have not heard of yet, which I think is really cool. You know, like I loved Sorry to Bother You and I had not heard about that until like the day before I saw it. Um... And, you know, like, Wander Song is a video game I talked about. Like, I did not learn about that game until, like, weeks before, and then that's, like, the thing I've been singing praises about. So, yeah, it, it's it's me trying to um, come to terms with the idea of the calendar year, of um, talking about art with that frame, with the year as a frame. So, uh, yeah, Sabrina, um, ask me questions, because I'm not going to ask myself questions here. <laughs> like... <laughs> I well, thank you for letting me take the reins here. I feel like a like a real teacher now. No longer, yeah. no longer substitute. I <laughs> am official teacher. Um, yeah. So one of the things that really stuck out to me was talking about 2019, the 2019 trio of Captain Marvel, Endgame, and Spider Man: Far From Home being mm-hmm. sort of like 2018 Part Two. Did I get that right? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. could you expand a little bit more on that? Because I think from what I'm from what I'm understanding from what you've written, I think I agree with you. But I would just love to hear you talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So I I think I touched upon it a bit in our Christmas episode, but it was basically like, oh, um, Captain Marvel is trying to be kind of a cultural force, you know, like very this very female oriented thing, especially with the with the marketing of this. Um, Endgame is the the marquee, hey, everyone is here uh, title that's going to make, like, more than a billion dollars. Right. And then Spider-Man is basically the, you know, uh, Anthony, you kept calling Ant-Man the Wasp, like, a palate cleanser. And I, f- I, I felt that Far From Home was supposed to be that. And then well, I saw I the trailer and it was all this. I think it's going to Definitely is more. that. Yeah, right. probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, gonna, bugs. Gonna... <laughs> They're both bugs, ants and spiders. Oh, so. yeah. There you go. Oh, all right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, there was one thing that kind of was, like, interesting. You know, uh, I think Brie Larson pointed out that she signed, like, that, not petition, but signed up for that thing that said, like, she won't be in, she'll only be in movies directed by women, directed or written by women for, like, the next five or seven years or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it was I, think I didn't it was know about her. That. And a few other people that signed up for that list of things. Um, mm-hmm. I saw her tweet about it, and I thought that was like, that's really interesting, and that sets like a precedent, especially like with Captain Marvel being like the first movie she's in. 
Yeah. Well, I, I think yeah. I saw a headline that was like um, Universal Studios has committed to hiring female directors. Like there was some sort of pledge that was going on and like the headline was like Universal Studios is the first major studio to go along with this. Uh, I, I didn't read the story yet, but that's kind of a thing that I saw in passing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like for me, it's kind of like not necessarily like big studios hire women to do things. It's more like we just recognize women doing things like women independent writers and women independent directors are like super important as well and i think that yeah because i think like universal is like ah we're gonna capitalize on people loving diversity and women so we're going to now focus on doing that yeah um speaking of recognized women yeah sabrina did i interrupt you earlier (laughs) it's totally all right (laughs) um we were talking about brie larson and yes. Captain Marvel. Oh, yes. I was just going to ask about whether or not... Well, because the five films deal, being that Endgame, well, it was also filmed before she signed that. That was my question, mm-hmm. was whether or not she yep. signed it and then accepted Captain Marvel. I but think I think it, it was it, the other way around. A, like, it's more like a vocal, like a, a thing like, I pledge to do this. It's right. not like a contract or something. Okay. And, I and think then it, also... Like, yeah. Go ahead. I, cause I'm no, I was gonna say, now. I was gonna say like it was, um, it, like Avengers Endgame was after, was was already filmed before this happened. Okay, yeah. Um, so what were you saying? The other thing is that Regina King, from re- most recently, if Beale Street could talk, she when she accepted her Golden Globe that she had won for Best Actress in a Supporting Role Drama. Wow, the whole category just gave it. Okay, anyway. She um, mentioned that she was also only going to hire and work with women and marginalized groups as well. Mm. So I feel like those pledges are really important. And it's sort of it's sort of interesting because in a way that is kind of 2018 part two, this whole like residual, I, people call it like the post Me Too movement, but I feel like we're still in that. Cough, cough, Brian Singer, cough, cough. Um, Ew. <laughs> and... So I feel like we are still getting that residual, like, um, people standing up and making a political statement about how they feel about the current climate of Hollywood, but it's still fresh in that um, we're still allowing new stories to take place. Even though Captain Marvel is a part of, like, the larger MCU, it's still, like, a new story to be told about a new character. Right, right. Okay. Um... Birds of Prey is being directed by an Asian-American woman, correct? Uh, Kathy Yan, I think is her name. I think you would be correct. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Let me ask you guys, um, what are you looking forward to in 2019, like media, in terms of media, besides Marvel stuff, out of curiosity? Anthony, you're always excited about stuff. What are you excited about this year? Oh, oh, sorry. I just, I, no, like, I was reading some really heavy shit about Liam Neeson on Twitter. Like, holy Well, fuck. okay, we can... We can uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, no, but... it's just... Liam Neeson... I actually met Liam Neeson by accident. He went to... His son... His son went to my school, my high school. Okay. I hung it's... out with his son. Okay. And so cool. reading reading this... Like, I knew that he was kind of like, eh, but, like, reading this was just like, ooh! Ooh! Bye! <laughs> um... Like, I'm not going to consume your content, uh, ever again. Um, but sorry. Uh, what am I excited about and not <laughs> yeah. disappointed in? Uh, fuck, there is, I am, 
I, we talked about this on previous episodes, but I am so stuck on so many other games and movies from 2018 and TV shows that I just need to fucking catch up. It's the I'm backlog, like, huh? I, the backlog. I am still stuck on that backlog. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm just looking at my PS4 and I have. And all of my games are 2018. The only new 2019 game is Apex Legends, and I'm going to play it today. That came out uh, at the day of this recording. That came out the day of this recording. <laughs> Revealed and released. Yes. Yeah. And, like, I'm just, I'm just so busy with stuff but do you uh, feel like do you feel like there's going to be a thing that you don't know about that will sneak up on you and yeah, then you'll be I'm singing like that thing's I, praise i'm so pumped uh yeah. and you know it kind of was like interesting that there's like always trios of things that are you know like from last year and this year you have your i mean there's captain marvel avengers endgame and spider-man far from home but like last year when you, you in your article you referenced god of war spider-man and red dead is like the top three contenders and it's like yeah, those were big, you know, talking points when it comes to video games last year. And, I and then I was fixated on the other stuff. Oh, of <laughs> like, course, that yeah. wasn't those things. Yeah, like the so things like, I was not expecting. Uh, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited for a few things. I'm excited for. I, there was, uh, there were some movies like. I don't. I can't remember them right now, but there's a few movies that like I saw the trailers to that I'm super excited for. The movies that I and TV shows that I. Remember, are I'm excited for the Twilight Zone TV show, like Jordan oh, Peele. Yeah. Jordan Peele. I'm super yeah. excited for that. Excited for us. I'm excited mm-hmm. for um, uh, James Gunn's horror movie, horror superhero movie. I forget what that's called, but yeah, Blackburn um, or something like that. Sure. <laughs> and then um, I'm excited for Guillermo del Toro's uh, stories to read in the dark. Ah presented by yes um well actually you know what let's talk let's let's talk briefly about apex legends because i feel like i'm going to enjoy that a lot and we did not know it existed until like today today yes that's that's a huge example of like so the it's, things it's we will love the most Titanfall, i think we don't Battle know Royale. about yeah but it's like man oh, wow you just dropped that on us and <laughs> that's Imagine if, like, I don't know, like, I'm not saying that, like, there's going to be another good Cloverfield movie, but imagine if there's, like, a, four, like, Cloverfield 4 comes out, like, I mean, in, I watched like, the next week. <laughs> I watched the Cloverfield thing that came out last, I saw last February, and it yeah. was weird, but... It, was um, it wasn't weird. very good. It wasn't very good. It was, so it, like, it was a waste of a good cast, for sure. There, yeah, was, there was two big mm. things. There was two big Netflix things that I was super excited about going into 2019. Mm-hmm. Velvet Buzzsaw and the Umbrella Academy. I saw Velvet Buzzsaw this weekend, and I I was disapp- very disappointed in it. I thought the first act was great, and then I'll talk about it in my uh, Tony. I actually probably, you probably already heard it uh, by the time this airs. Um, but goddamn, I am so disappointed with how it turned out. Um, mm, that's a shame. Yeah, it. I, was, it, I thought it was going to be more visually exciting. And it wasn't. And the other thing is Umbrella Academy, which uh, uh, like the reviews came out for it, and people are saying it's kind of kind of boring. Like there's so much exposition in the beginning, and then like the ending kind of is good, but like it's still kind of like it drags on. And like oh, I'm just so disappointed by that because like I wanted that to be cool. So yeah. the things that I wanted to be excited about are already uneventful, and I'm very disappointed in that. Mm-hmm. Um. What other things are am I excited about? Uh, entertainment wise, I don't know. I just 
but you're you probably going to like a lot of things that you don't even know about yet. No, yeah. And that's I'm my like, theory. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the point of your musing, and I really yeah. like that concept, and it yeah. kind of, you know, it's like, it keeps me hopeful of, like, you know, like, oh, when you got something down, you know, there could be something that, like, just comes around the corner. Yeah, it's not a, totally. It's not a, a perfect metric to, you know, go about your day, but it is something <laughs> sure. to, you know, think about. Yeah. Uh, Sabrina, anything, do you have any similar feelings about that of just the un, the unknown of 2019? Yeah, I mean, I just, um, while you guys were talking, was just looking up the list of 2019 releases, and I found a couple of things I actually am quite excited for, so I'm going to try and go in chronolog chronological order. Again, this mm -hmm. is like films outside the MCU, because obviously excited for, excited for most of the things, all the things that they have at least announced. Um, I guess, like, MCU-wise, I'm really, really, really excited to see what it is that they unveil at D23. But, <clears throat> yeah. you know, we don't know until we get there. But until then, the very first thing that I'm excited for is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is Ooh, yeah. Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. That's coming out, scheduled for July 26th. This is directed and written by Tarantino. So Love Tarantino, but I'm excited for this movie. Exactly. <laughs> I, I really like the cast. I'm really interested to see Margot Robbie, like... And Dakota Fanning. Also, shout out to Victoria Spoil Pedretti, hey, who is hey, currently the alert, star uh, of Margot Robbie's character ties. Stop it, Sharon Tate. <laughs> that's kind of, wasn't that isn't that history? Don't people know that? Yeah, yes, that's, that's the joke. That's just that's just joke. Anthony, that's I was literally joke. about to make a very important shout out. <laughs> okay, so shout I'm out sorry. to. I just wanted to make a joke. Okay. Well, <laughs> shout out to oh, Victoria damn. Pedretti who uh, is yes. most commonly known from The Haunting of Hill House right now. She is an alum of Carnegie Mellon, and I think I met, her, I met her floor. at like, a party once last year. She's really nice. <laughs> she lived um, on my floor. And I had a crush on her. That's so funny. Yeah, so she's going to be in that weird. too. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's really strange, yeah. but she's super talented. So that's the first film that I'm excited for. And then next up um, in November, which is my birthday month, um, apparently the new Charlie's Angels is set to come out, directed <laughs> okay. by Elizabeth oh, Banks geez. and like starring her and Sam Claflin and uh, Kristen Stewart, so question mark. I saw some set photos, they looked really cool. I'm, I'm really interested to see what, oh, what that's gonna be. Also, Men in Black 2, Men in Black 2, mm -hmm. lol, Men in Black, the new <laughs> yeah, one. International. International, thank you, is coming out. Can't uh, wait for Liam that, because I love Tessa Thompson. Uh, and then, uh, Finally, almost finally, not yet. Okay, well, first is Idris Elba's Yardi. Can't wait for that. Is it his first film that he's directing? And then, um, and then lastly is Kingsman Three, and obviously Star Wars Episode Nine. But Kingsman Three is coming out November eighth, apparently. Oh shit! Yeah. So yeah, they have a release date, and we have no clue what that's going to be. Like, I we, thought no, be we don't know a title. We don't have a trailer. It, we have nothing. It just says plot unknown, third installment <laughs> of the Kingsman franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But, but Daniel Brühl is in it. We don't know the name of the Star Wars movie. Daniel Brühl. But Daniel Brühl's in it, and yeah. Reese Ifans, who played um, he played it was the lizard. Yes. And, uh, Xenophilius Lovegood. Good. Oh, okay. But I was also gonna say. Oh yeah, you did say it. You said lizard. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And also Corbin O'Brien and Snowden. Not that anyone's seen Snowden, but um, <laughs> brief brief little interjection. Um, there's also uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, God. I am so looking forward to that. I am so excited. So many muscles. So many muscles. Idris Elba was a cyborg in that movie. It's <laughs> so. I did not like that trailer. I don't like his pants. That's what it is. 
because like <laughs> I'm like all for him being like a bionic man, yeah. and he's got this really he's he's bulletproof. You know that's cool, but <laughs> yeah, bulletproof. For some reason, like his jacket is like okay, cool, tough motorcycle vibe, and then his pants. I'm like, what is happening? It's more function than fashion, Sabrina. No, it's Look, not about fashion. It's... The cut just doesn't work for his body type. <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I got Detective Pikachu. Like you, I got uh, Shazam. Pikachu. I got Detective Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Toy Story Four. Uh, I'm curious about the Lion King. I'm, I'm not excited about it, but I'm curious about it. Uh, it Chapter Two. Yeah. Uh, looks Joker. James McAvoy is going to be in that movie. And James McAvoy is going to be in the uh, in uh, It Part Two. Yep. What? James uh, Bill is in that. James McAvoy's oh, in that. Yes. Jessica Chastain's in that. It, uh, is it in that? No, I think it might be Chueto Ejiofor. Oh, it's the fucking um, uh, Old Spice guy. Old Spice. Um, oh, Isaiah Mustafa. Yes. <laughs> Love him. Not Terry Crews, but the other Old Terry Spice Cruz! guy. Terry Crews! Love him. Sorry. Yeah, if only, but uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Right, Still on. Yeah. Great good, show, good. Thank God. Shout out yeah. Fox for bringing that back. Um, anywho. Um... Tony, do you want to talk about H-Bomber Guy? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, t- not Now time to me. Wait, wait. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, one more thing? Uh, yeah, one more thing was, actually, I forgot about this. What, what is it? Colombian film? Yes. Uh, a Colombian film, a Colombian drug drama called Birds of Passage that premiered oh, at the Cannes Film okay. Festival in director's Fortnite, but it is coming out in the U.S. in 2019. So, uh, what was that? What was that word you said? Which one? You said uh, director's something something. Director's Fortnite. It's like a. It's one of the like little. Is it is it is there a bunch of directors jump playing out of a, Fortnite? A, a bus, Tony, a get your head out of the gutter. There's more to and, life. <laughs> um, some some of them have maybe pink hair and are just like ninjas, and then jump out of uh, onto an island and they find uh, guns of some kind, and then the directors hunt, and then the last one winning, the last one standing, gets uh, to debut their film. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is that, <laughs> exactly. Is that what that is? Yes. Oh, okay, that's cool. what it is. Great job. I uh, just, just wanted to make sure. All right. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, I hate you got it. so much. Anyway, um, Anthony, uh, um, <laughs> H-Bomb oh, wait, guy. But, but before we talk about that, Phil, yeah. I just remembered Sundance Film Festival had a bunch of really cool movies coming out. Mm-hmm. There's a movie called The Lodge starring, uh, uh, what's her name? Elvis Presley's daughter, uh, Lauren Q. Huh. Oh, I want to that. say that's her name. It's K-E-O-U-H. I cannot pronounce that last name. Um, oh, Riley but... Keough? Riley? Riley? Ke- Is that who you're uh, talking yeah, about? Yeah, Riley, oh, not I Lauren. I love her. Yeah. Keough. And uh, holy fuck, apparently people said it's amazing. So oh I'm gosh, also excited so for that movie. Too. I, Alicia Silverstone I, is in this. The past two movies have the past two years have had amazing horror movies, and we need to keep that trend going. Oh my god, stop! We need understand. good, like thought-provoking horror movies, and I'm so excited. Ah, mm, yeah. All right, sorry. Now we're on to the the cool shit. Uh, 2019 kicked off an amazing way. Uh, one of the great left tubers that I have constantly talked about, uh, along with. Like, I've mentioned a bunch of people in this podcast, and one of them, H-Bomber guy, you know, cool dude from the UK. Uh, It's like, you know what? There's an asshole out there, a transphobic piece of shit, uh, and he was trying to, you know, get a mob to try to defund a trans youth organization from getting any charity money uh, that the UK gives out every year. Like, there's there's, like, an organization that, like, gives a um 
that gives out a set amount of money to a specific nonprofit. And it was chosen to be Mermaids, which is a trans youth organization. And this one fucko who uh, was one of the co-writers for Father Ted and wrote... The, the IT, IT crowd, crowd, right? The, the yeah. IT crowd, yeah, the IT crowd. And, uh, which is the one people will remember. O- older people will remember Father Ted. Um, but basically, transphobic piece of shit. Uh, and, uh, you know, just to spite him, um, H-Bomber guy, uh, Harris, uh, wanted to say, you know what, I'm gonna do a, a Twitch stream, uh, raise a couple of bucks, uh, everyone can join in, I'm gonna, and I'm going to beat, is what he said, I'm gonna beat, uh, Donkey Kong 64, uh, never beat it ever, and he's going to 101%, which is the, like, Apparently takes like like the the world record is six hours I want to say, um, but that's after years of you know churning it out and a uh a, like a Donkey Kong speedrunner, um uh, like the first like time he was going through it it took him like twenty six hours to do it, um uh, before it got refined, <laughs> and, something uh, like that yeah. and. You know, uh, Harris was going to be like, you know, I'm going to just do it, you know, all weekend. Uh, we'll see. I'll do it until I beat the game. And, you know, people can come in and out. I'll have friends on, you know, to keep me awake um, and all that stuff. Um, and if I raise X amount of money, I'll, you know, go to sleep. But, like, that would be a crazy amount of money. I'll probably never get there. His starting, his starting, uh, like, uh, donation, um I can't think of the word right now. Chris, help me out. Well, starting uh, donation. The, what do you mean? Uh, like, um, like tier or something? Yeah, not tier, but like, like the you first know, goal. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Sorry, I couldn't think of it. First donation goal was like five hundred dollars, and in a matter of seconds of turning on the stream, he already had five hundred dollars, and he thought that, like. You know, this is a crazy amount of money. I would never amount to, you know, getting this, uh, to donate to this. He got, uh, was uh, $5,000. And in under an hour, he got $5,000. In under 30 minutes, he got a $5,000. Hmm. And that was just signs to come. Over the course of the next three days, he started this on a Friday. Over the course of the next three days, he raised over, I lost the number. Uh, hold on. I don't have it in front of me. I wrote down. Do you want me to tell the grand total? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it was around. It was over three hundred forty thousand dollars, basically. Yep. And that um, was not true. including any subscriptions going on. Yeah. During that event, uh, not including any of the bits, um, because he just ha- didn't count those in yet, um, because Twitch takes a, a bit of time to get those through. Yeah. So, that was, uh, I think. A hundred thousand dollars more than what the U.S. the U.K. was going to give mermaids. Was and, it really? Yeah. <laughs> oh and, wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's wild. He didn't think this would ever happen. None of us did. Anyone watching the stream like was just baffled by what was going on, by yeah. the amount of generosity going on. Um, it, it, there was yeah, a... it was, uh, yeah, um, so l- let's unpack parts of this, so, yes. um, because this was, this was, it was a total of 58 hours yeah. of streaming, uh, so there is a lot that went on, I mm-hmm. caught myself on, up on the stuff that while I was asleep, 
because uh, <laughs> I had to sleep. Um, yeah, uh, there was a lot that went on. So yeah, Chris, uh, take it away. Yeah, let's let's unpack some of this. So um, yeah. Tony, first of all, explain like why you feel a connection towards H Bomber guy uh, specifically because you talk about in your piece of how you yes a, a lot of ideal ideological um, things that you either have in common that you've learned from him. Do you want to yes. uh, talk briefly about that? So um, you know when I was back in college, I was you know I was you know left ish. I was you know. <laughs> you know, a little bit liberal, a little bit left of that, mm-hmm. um, give or take my day. And, um, uh, I finished playing, uh, I finished playing, um, what's it called? Um, Bloodborne, which is one of my favorite PS4 games. Yeah. And, uh, it, it was, I almost hundred percent of it. It, you know, like I wanted to just watch, lore videos on it constantly and i found a two hour long oh bloodborne is great hold on i'm sorry chris uh uh bloodborne is genius and here's why and it's an hour and a half long video by h-bomb and I was just like, wow, this movie is ama- this this video is amazing. I love it. Uh, I like even though it's like an hour and twenty six minutes, I just want to consume more of this content. And then uh, in my recommended list was another video about why why Fallout Three was bad. And I was just like, oh, clickbait ta- clickbait title. Let me watch this. And I watched that. And I was just like, oh, very interesting. I like this dude's takes on things. And then I saw his other videos, and his other videos were, like, massive takedowns of, like, alt-right YouTubers uh, talking about, like, bullshit on the left. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, like, the right sucks. Uh, like, they're, they're just, you know, spewing lies and shit, and it's like, it's very funny and mm. makes jokes and shit. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this is great. And because I watched most of his videos... Uh, I got a lot of other recommended videos for other people in quote unquote left tube. So there was Sean, uh, philosophy tube. I've mentioned contra points before. Um, uh, what else? Um, uh, Peter coffin, um, and a bunch of other people. And I'm just like, yeah. And I just started watching all of these videos and kind of absorbing all this content and it kind of, you know, push me further and further left and i kind of realized like my place in the world and what's going on and i'm like Mm. more appreciative more appreciative of like you know my my state like the stakes that i you know that i have and stuff you know yeah yeah so so this whole event it was kind of a it it became like an unintentional like unite the left kind of thing yeah so uh, people who showed up include um uh there was uh chelsea manning Chelsea Manning was Chelsea Manning Chelsea was on Manning. a stream for Donkey Kong sixty four. Scott Benson of uh, Nine in the Woods, um, Adam Conover of Adam, Conover. Adam, ruins, Adam ruins everything. Uh, yeah. Josh, uh, what's his name? Or um, Josh got, Sawyer who did Fallout Josh New Sawyer. Vegas. John Romero who did Doom. Yep. Uh, Chuck Tingle. Chuck Tingle. <laughs> Chuck Tingle showed up right towards yeah. the end. Oh, that um, was wild. And Al- Al- most vividly, uh, U.S. Congresswoman uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez who uh, not only declared her support for trans rights, but she declared that the Nintendo 64 is the best system. Yeah. Which uh, is a controversial very, opinion. Very guess, controversial but, uh, point. Yeah. Um, nostalgic. Nah. Like, it was um, wild. 
Like, yeah. So the, the the thing about this is that um, you're right. It started off as spite, but it became like this really amazing movement. Like it became kind of a wholesome thing. Yeah. H bomber guy. He's not like a PewDiePie level popularity fuck, dude. Fuck he is PewDiePie. not. Also he's fuck not. He, yes. He he's not a giant celebrity. He just. He kind of accidentally, like, when you read mainstream news stories about him, it's like YouTuber or Twitch streamer, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he's not he's not primarily a Twitch streamer, is my understanding. Mm-hmm. But and also, like, Donkey Kong 64 is a really weird game to stream because it's such, like, r- rare N64 games like Banjo-Kazooie and Donkey Kong 64. Like, Conquers they're, like, Bad they're basically collect-a-thons, <laughs> and you can just, like, watch a lot of the frustration with the mechanics of Donkey Kong 64 because... Oh, it's such a bad game. It's such a weird... I don't know if it's a bad it's a uh, weird game for sure sorry it's not a, it's it's a if that game was made in some capacity today it would be considered a bad game uh, yeah no probably um <laughs> but it was like it's a it's a fine game it's yeah. just a collective um what, what you got a lot from that is uh, you got a lot of people on youtube on sorry on twitter uh usually with the um the hashtag what was it was like trans hashtag trans crowdfund or something like that yes and you have a lot of people who have like GoFundMe's or Patreons who who need financial support, um, uh, whether it be it. help for right. um, getting yeah. HRT, mm-hmm. uh, or name change, theory. yeah. Um, uh, uh, what else? Um, you know, there. Like, uh, like some people are having trouble, like just the cost of living. You know, yeah, cost of living um, stuff. Sometimes people are, you know, unfortunately uh, kicked out of their homes yeah. or unable to pay rent due to those types of situations, and this hashtag kind of was like something like even after this event was you know supported by obviously h bomber guy you know retweeted a lot of these things because his his event wasn't supposed to like it wasn't it was just supposed to be a joke it was just supposed to be a spite thing this wasn't supposed to happen out of this he doesn't want to be the center of the whole attempt the but he doesn't want to be the center of attention about this and i think that is so I think that's pretty honorable when it comes to like these types of issues. He keeps pushing for like, no, it's not me. It's these people. You guys should talk. You guys should dis- discuss this. I'm just playing a dumb game. Yeah. Uh, granted, there are still some like cishet people who still saw it as a dunk, mm. and you know, I, you know, don't do that. This is about this is about supporting trans people and your yes. your trans friends and peers. And you know, if you, if you don't know trans people, you should still be like a good person. Yes, and uh, Um, it was great because, like, you know, it it was trending on Twitter. It was cool. It was a great thing that happened, you know. Um, A lot of people became friends through that stream, and I think that's, like, super cool. And, like, a lot of, like, like super small trans, like, like trans people on Twitter just, like, started reaching out to um, Casey Explosion um she's a trans woman from i believe ireland yeah and uh she was kind of like doing all the back end stuff calling like sending people on like like i was like tweeting at like other like either other trans people on twitter i know you or, were like, yeah. <laughs> so, like celebrities on twitter it's like hey go on go on h bomber guys stream yeah and yeah. uh and uh like i would tag casey or i would tag uh foldable uh folding ideas or foldable human which is dan olsen um another left tuber uh to kind of like say like oh this person would be great on the stream and then you know interact with them and then get them on the stream and yeah. um i mean i wasn't obviously i was just one individual of thousands of people that were obviously way more important than my sh- schmuck of a face 
Um, and you know, like we were getting like actual people on like people, like trans people who have like podcasts, uh, you know, uh, trans, trans people of color. And it's like awesome. Like, like, you know, getting like small time people getting able to come on and talk about like things that are important to them. And, you know, their, their voice is the, was the most important part of the stream. And I think that was so honorable. Yeah, no, that, that was really cool. Um, Sabrina, I don't know how in tune you are with either leftist YouTube or video games. Not. But is there anything, any, anything you <laughs> wanted to like all. say? Anything you, any observations you had before you wanted to transition to your Marvel musing? Since uh, we also have to let you go. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's really interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that that happened, and I'm on Twitter quite a bit. But you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that that's really cool, and I also love the title of this. You know, the internet was good for once. Because there so so frequently can a good Gamers story like bad. this just Gamers turn are bad. bad. <laughs> you know, just it could have yeah, it could have devolved very, very, very quickly, but I love that it was a chance to actually effectively uplift people and give certain types of people spotlight, um, especially marginalized communities and like, wow, that they were able to like um, PR that podcast and and ah, that's so cool. I love that. I love that there are communities like this that can actually get together and do good things. And I'm just I'm sad that I wasn't that I wasn't on Twitter when this was happening. Yeah, it was a all lot weekend. of that is. It was yeah, all the, the, weekend. It's, it was it was a great experience. Yeah, a lot of it's like the different certain like there's like trans Twitter and gaming Twitter and yes. you know leftist YouTube Twitter and yes. um, you know we all kind of inhabit different circles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's possible, like maybe the overlap just kind of missed at that weekend. Right. But, um, I don't know. That's another thing to talk about once someday because I think Twitter is a really weird, fascinating thing when it comes to like circles and whatnot. Uh, Sabrina, you talked about um, you, you wanted to make it like a kind of a description of how at the MCU helped you think about movies critically, but yeah. it just kind of turned into a thing about just the winter soldier. Yes. So do you want to talk about kind of how that happens? Absolutely. So I ha- initially had this really cool idea to only talk about, um, let's see, it was going to be winter soldier, black Panther and iron man. Yeah. Because those are my, um, top three. I would say, I would say, you know what? I'm going to get so much flack for this. But I'm going to put Winter Soldier as number one and then Black Panther and then Iron Man. I think that's my top three in the MCU. But like Winter Soldier and Black Panther go back and forth because I will watch one and be like, oh my God, this is so much better than the other. So maybe (laughs) right now I'm in the phase where I'm just like falling back in love with the Winter Soldier. But when I started writing this out and talking about like how those three films taught me how to watch movies differently and be more critical and... um, and that kind of thing, I, I realized that I was spending a lot of time talking about Winter Soldier, and I didn't have time to really develop the other two, but also the degree to which I was really like being specific, um, I felt like would, would have benefited this more, um, because it's basically just the argument for why I believe Winter Soldier is one of the best movies in the MCU. Um, mm. So basically... For those listeners who don't know, I am a screenwriter-director, and I have been unfortunately tasked with having, like, never being able to enjoy a film ever again, essentially. <laughs> I know what that feels like. It yeah. is such a burden. I Words cannot explain. I, um, I don't know. People are going to call this pretentious, and I don't care, but... 
Anytime someone <laughs> recommends me something, especially someone I am just now meeting, I instantly am like turned off. <laughs> I'm just like, please don't like when, when, when people are like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a screenwriter director, you know, da, da, da. And they're like, oh, my God, like, have you seen I don't even know. Have, have you seen Green Book? And I'm like, I don't want to speak to you anymore. <laughs> so, I just don't. But that's obviously preference and things like that. And I feel like Winter Soldier kind of helped me get there because I initially with the MCU had only really been locked in with Iron Man, which is why that one was going to be the first one that I wanted to talk about because it came out in 2008 and I had heard so much from my older brother, um, whom you guys will meet in the next two episodes, which is really cool. And yeah. um, those, those are great. Yeah, he uh, he has a vast knowledge of comic books, video games, rap, like so much. So he was just like, "Hey, like they're gonna start, they're gonna start Iron Man, and that means the Avengers is coming." And I was like, "I don't know what you mean, but is the X Men involved?" <laughs> and then he was like, "No, because they don't have the rights." And I was like, "Well, darn, I'll still give Iron Man a chance." Um, and so when I saw it, I was completely blown away because it was not what I was expecting because all I had known growing up was the X-Men cartoons, like the, the X-Men cartoon and Justice League and things like that. Similar to what um, Izzy was saying, like Teen Titans, I was more kind of plugged into DC as a comic book universe. And then with the knowledge of X-Men existing and not really understanding like them and Spider-Man and how all that stuff worked out. And so then when I got a little bit older and I went and saw Winter Soldier, which was on a really cool spring break trip to Ireland, I went with this group of guys. And initially, the what other movie was out that year was Noah with like Emma Watson <laughs> okay, and Russell. Yeah. Was that Russell oh, Crowe? Russell Crowe was Noah. Oh, yeah, yeah geez, so <laughs> I oh. was we were going to see that. And then we were like, wait a second, like Winter Soldier's out. We should go see that. And so I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be very excited because I don't really like Captain America because I'd seen First Avenger and I was like, me. And then the entire time I'm watching Winter Soldier, I'm expecting it to turn into the First Avenger at some point, And it just wasn't that. And so my jaw was just on the floor the entire time. I was blown away. It's so methodical and calculated and it's very well paced. And by that, I mean like, the first act, all the setup happens, and you know from the very first scene, the two, like two of the characters, three of the characters that you need to be paying attention to: Steve Rogers, Sam Wilson, and then Vroom Vroom Black Widow, because she comes in in that really nice car, and she's like, "You can't walk everywhere." No, no, he says that. She she goes, um, "Hey, do you guys know where the Smithsonian is? I need to pick up a fossil." I tell, mm. I'm telling you, I can quote this entire movie, okay? Me too. <laughs> I'm yep. obsessed. Um, and I just feel like that's really strong character development. And then right after that, you know, um, we have that lighthearted scene and then boom, it's into some epic action. Like what? In the first 10 minutes, I'm locked in forever. And I just feel like not only did they lock me in in the first 10 minutes, but they also gave me enough like side plot detail work with, um, with Alexander Pierce and Nick Fury, and then also getting that little bit of development with um, with Black Widow and and Steve, and just like everything just felt so natural. And then also being from the DMV area, my mom actually the week that they were filming um, that that um, on your left scene, especially because my mom always used to she works downtown in DC and she always used to take a walk on the National Mall. 
like oh, mm, during her lunch break yeah. and she was like I couldn't go for my walk today because they're filming some Captain America movie <laughs> and I was like what are you talking about and she was like I see all these tents set up with like camera crews police cars everywhere and some people are just running like they're just <laughs> running <laughs> yeah well turns out it was a scene so yeah I have a very emotional That's connection great. to the Winter Soldier That's awesome. I love it so <laughs> That's much That's pretty cool that's really, really cool. Um, yeah, uh, Anthony, do you have any questions for Sabrina about uh, uh, her, her experience? No, that's just awesome. I just there's nothing really. Else yeah, um, I'm wondering because you, you talk about like how um, you, you talk about the the kind of neutral color palette of it, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering um, because people people might um, view that as a generic art style, but do you feel that people do you feel like this it, yeah. this movie still has like a personality of sorts, like? Do you, do you think, like, trying to capture the espionage thriller, do you think that in itself is a personality? Or are you are there all those, like, kind of gray color palettes you think are things that people might be tired of seeing? Like, how did you how did you take that the first time? Because you expected mm-hmm. First Avenger colorful yeah. CGI stuff. Right. You know? I think that this is the answer that I always tell the entire class, but I think that it really helped to ground the film in that Mm -hmm. it looked like concrete. And so I felt like I was actually watching corporate espionage. And like, you know, one of the first clips that we show that our students in the Stuco is um, a serial, a Captain America serial from like 1930 something. So that they get an Uh idea of like what the superhero genre quote unquote looks like. Um, And I kind of felt like that, I feel like the Winter Soldier was a little bit of an homage back to those days when it was like, I hear you have Captain America helping you on your cases. And it was like, oh my God, here's Captain (laughs) America helping them out on their cases. That was a very good 1950s, 1940s radio announcer. Yes, this Justin, Captain America. It's also because in Legend of Korra, the the openings were always like, last time Korra is struggling with this and she doesn't know what she's doing. News on the run. On the run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now Cap is on the run. Um, so, yeah, I just feel like, I feel like the, it, it is undersaturated. And I know that that's the biggest thing that, that Civil War, I know, gets a lot of uh, flack for. But in this case, I think it, it worked because I needed to believe that Cap could go on a stealth mission. And the only way that I could possibly do that is if I see him in a super stealthy suit being super hardcore not his little like oh my god honor and valor you know (laughs) he's gonna throw a knife at a dude's hand literally (laughs) i was like what is happening this is not the captain america i thought we were supposed to know but i think that this film and one of the reasons why i love it so much and why i call it a film instead of a movie is because it employs like all of the all of the um mechanics and the techniques that are important in making an actually good quality film yeah i love it so much you're so so pretentious i know (laughs) sorry (laughs) so can we expect can we expect more love letters to black panther and iron man in that in that uh oh should we should i do that yeah yeah. Uh, that's up to you. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Comment do. down below uh, um, if you want to see more. <laughs> subscribe, like subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and just I, I'm gonna wrap this up right now. But basically, um, this think of this as a backdoor pilot because if we we're, we're going to do Marvel musings, I, I don't think we're gonna do it weekly like we did with these first four. Where this was just to introduce the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
my encouragement to like um the three the you know Sabrina Tony and uh, Izzy and you know if like the others if like Thomas Rasmussen and Layla and Aaron wanted to write their own or like any of our previous guests if they wanted to pitch in um it's just kind of like a hey what are you thinking right now you know this is just not to be a formal essay it's just like I have thoughts on what's going on right now or like this is a shower thought that I had um so I'm hoping that these can just come in like whenever they they show up and it will be cool if we were if we were going to do a patreon exclusive uh summary kind of like this um but i'm going to put like i mentioned the top of the show i'm going to put these four on medium that uh free to read but everything else after this uh we'll make that under uh our patreon patreon exclusive yeah, so if just even if you just throw a dollar at us a month, um, because that is also supporting um, that's supporting us in many ways. We want to be able to pay writers to basically write really cool and unique essays for us. Um, I said that we were going to have submission guidelines by January. It is now February, so that's on me for um, missing the deadline. I have deadline. to clarify this: um, if anyone yeah. is listening that works uh, for the state of Pennsylvania. I, who work for the state of Pennsylvania, am not getting paid from this. So if yeah, you either have reservations about giving money because you don't like me, you find me annoying or anything, uh, don't worry. Your donation or your your Patreon support doesn't give me any money. So <laughs> good. So just give it and help out my friends because they need so it. So to and all the haters out there, to, to all the all haters, out there, haters. Uh, you know, haters can hate, uh, but just give Potatoes the rest of gonna the potato. squad money. Yes, Yes. potatoes gonna um, potate. Uh, I love that. I'm gonna use that now. Yeah, but, um, you know, if you haven't read those already... Um, <laughs> potatoes gonna potate! I love I'm gonna, it! I just ignored that, honestly. I'm just like, whatever, oh, man. Oh my just... god, it's so good! It's so good! <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna use that one now. God damn it. Also, midway Twitter, through this conversation, uh... <laughs> uh, my PS4 uh, turned on. Oh my god. Uh, so are we, that's great. Are we giving ourselves? Okay, right now? I thought that was gonna go somewhere. No, but like yeah, it was, anyway. like I said, I said like so my PS4, oh my and God, all tell. of a sudden, it it did like the audio response thing. Do do we need to say our handles and stuff? I'm on Twitter at Compenderizer. Sabrina, where can people follow you? Follow me yeah. on Twitter at Sabs Clark. That's at S A B S C L A R K E. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Tony, where are you at on Twitter? I'm at the pizza taco. Yell at me. You know, talk to me. Debate me. Yeah. You know, argue with yeah. me about these the things that I that I talk about because maybe it will help me get better. Sometimes it won't. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, I this weekend was weird. At the pizza taco. Yes, okay. Pizza taco. Um, yeah. Izzy is at and You can follow AP Marvel uh, at AP Marvel on Twitter. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, leave a review for us, uh, give to our Patreon so you can read these awesome Marvel musings and also follow our medium page. I will put the first four Marvel musings on our medium by the time this goes up, uh, join our discord and join all the discourse. Thanks to Charles Villanova for the graphics. Thanks to Steve Mador for the music. Fuck the Pats. Look forward Fuck the Pats. to, um, Fuck the Pats. yeah, sure. Look forward to, um, our two parts black panther one year anniversary episode 
Uh, it's me. So it's me basically uh, assembling a round table. I basically shut up during that episode, <laughs> but it's uh, Sabrina, um, Sabrina's bro, Brandon S. Kessley of Rising of Minds. And our returning guest was Kara Mahorn, a.k.a. The Blurred Girl. Um, so next week's episode will be about the Society of Wakanda. Episode, uh, week after that is going to be about the ending of Black Panther and basically how they suggest to out to uh, outreach to the whole world. Um, that's how we started the episodes, but those three went on on like a lot of really fascinating, interesting tangents, and I felt like I was learning so much. <laughs> and it's a really good uh, listen. I am really looking forward to editing together excited. for you. I am yeah. so pumped. Yeah, it's it's those are. You guys just, you three should start a podcast of your own, to be honest, but yeah. Um, (laughs) It was a lot of fun. Anywho, yeah, it was great. Uh, So look forward to that, and we're probably going to take a break, but these knuckleheads want to do an uh, pre-Oscar episode, so I guess I'll be a part of that. Yes, Uh, yeah, (laughs) It's going to be an off-topic episode. We'll probably just talk about the the Oscar nominations, why the fuck cinematography is not going to be live on air. It's a fucking travesty to film. God if you want to hear damn. Anthony yell more, um, give to you our Patreon to probably, <laughs> so you can listen to that. I'll probably calm down by then. As I said at the beginning of the of when I, joined, <laughs> I have a big laundry list of things beginning I need of to do. every episode. I, this is just anxiety-ridden. Jesus Christ. Chris, can you just put this at the end? I just... Uh, uh, just Don't uh, worry. The music will be playing oh, over this. Jesus so. Christ. The little Thank monologue. God. Of oh, my God. I have, I have so many things to do. Thank God we're done. All right. Goodbye. We have to watch the reading. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh my god, I have so many things to do, okay, uh...